Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. (laughs) Today, we are going to be doing a QWERTY workshop episode where we will be critiquing one of my poems. Yay! Yay. (laughs) But before we do that, we're going to be talking about our creative weeks. So, Joy, what did you do? Oh, so, as you guys have probably noticed, if you are watching this, we are together and that's because we are doing our QWERTY retreat. So, a lot of my creative week has been in prepping for this weekend, not necessarily as I had hoped and planned, but more in, let me see how I can creatively figure out how to get out of town to have the QWERTY retreat. (laughs) So, there you go. (laughs) I feel the exact same way. I think that my week went pretty much survival mode and like, how am I going to get to this place that we are supposed to be at. And I ended up being about 45 minutes late to the place too. So it's okay. Yeah. The days that I had planned to like do laundry and to pack and everything, we had a couple of things come up in emergency situations. So my husband covered one on Wednesday and I took care of the kids and the homework and all that stuff. And then on Thursday, um, I took care of that emergency situation while he in turn cover the kids and the homework and so on and so forth. So, but it kept, by the time Friday came around, I was just like, I don't even know what I need to do. I don't know. So I washed some clothes and, <laughs> and I ironed some things, but what I did do, I kind of multitasked a little mm-hmm. bit. So I did um, the clothes and ironing and washing the dishes and getting the house in order so that the, the guys could have a dude weekend. <laughs> And nice. uh, and he could have it in a clean household. But while I was doing that, I did look up Billy Collins' master class, which was so good. <laughs> I'm not even through with it. I'm on like six, less than 16 or something like that. But while I was doing all that, I was listening to the master class, and he was so good. It was exactly what my soul and my spirit and my creative muse and everything, all of those things needed to hear while I um, prepped for the house, I was prepping my mind and my creative creativity for this weekend. It was chef kiss. So good. <laughs> Multitasking for the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and normally that doesn't work very well. Mm-hmm. But because I was doing these monotonous things, these things that didn't take a lot of brain mm-hmm. power, I think that I was able to consume and, and internalize the, the stuff that I was hearing from Billy Collins, who, by the way... I just want to like have him a part of my family and I want him to be like my grandpa. I want to like sit by the fire and listen to him telling me stories of the good old days, that kind of thing. Like it, he's just seems like the best kind of person. So he is adorable uh, he and is. his poetry. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I already yeah. knew I liked his poetry. Now I know that I also like him as like a person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yay. Yay. He's so sweet. <laughs> And that's perfect to let's get right into poetry. Yes. Because that's what we're going to be critiquing, giving you kind of a little peek behind the curtain, so to speak, of how we've kind of been doing a little bit of this this weekend because Mm -hmm. May is, and she can talk more about it, but she's, I'm so proud of her. She's, (laughs) she's finishing up her poetry book and I have gotten to watch some of her work on it this weekend and do a little bit of critiquing. So you guys are going to get to see how we actually do this. Like this is... This is Mm -hmm. us doing this. So if you don't know, Joy and I are critique partners. And so pretty much anything that's going to go out into the world of mine goes by Joy's eyes. And, uh, And she does a brilliant job of helping bring out the message that I want to convey into my prose and my poetry. So I gave Joy a very kind of raw poem that I wrote this weekend. And I got it the best that I could in the time that I had. And then I said, hey, Joy, here, here it is. 
<laughs> and we decided to do a workshop on this. So we are gonna show you our critiquing method mm -hmm. and also um, show you how to critique some poetry. I don't know if a lot of people know, know about how to critique poetry, but. That's true, that's true. Mm -hmm. And like, just to be complete, like total behind the curtain, we, um, we talked through a couple of points, mm -hmm. um, a metaphor part that she was working on. So we kind of had some brainstorming talking going earlier mm -hmm. in the day. Um, and then that's, that was pretty much it. So yeah. the brainstorming talking, and also you saw my extreme rough draft, mm -hmm. like the notepad on pen writing down. And that's yeah. how I start my poetry. Like I start with a piece of paper and a pen. Mm -hmm. I don't get to the computer yet until I am ready to start revising and editing. Yeah. So once I feel like I've got the main thoughts down in a, in a pretty good structure in mind, then I move to the computer. So, so what we did after that, once I got it on the computer and I got it in a way the best that I could make it, then I handed up the computer off to Joy and she has taken some notes. I do not know what her notes say. So hopefully there's some good things in there. <laughs> And hopefully I'm not going to be too embarrassed. But, you know, if I am, this is all a part of it. It's all about being, uh, creativity makes us vulnerable. And uh, vulnerability makes us have um, good relationships with other people. And it brings us into a place that is just um, where we are able to hear things, accept things, and, and, and love things about ourselves, even the things that aren't imperfect. So... That's a short lesson. There you go. <laughs> All in itself. <laughs> so, And, you know, as we say, and we've said this a number of times in many episodes, and you guys know we have our book, Finders Keepers, mm -hmm. A Practical Approach to Find and Keep Your Writing Critique Partner. Um, so we talk about this often that critiquing in a partnership like this comes from a place of love yes. and a desire to make your partner the absolute best that they can be because that's what it's all about. Like, you know, I am, I, y'all know that I'm proud of her. I love her poetry and I cannot wait for it to be out in the world and I want it to be her absolute best. So, woo. Yes. Yes. So, um, also on that same topic, Finders Keepers has been in the world for a year and two days. That is true. Well, no, by the time they watch this, mm. it will be a few more days. But yes, mm -hmm. December 10th was the first birthday of Finders Keepers. Oh, yes. Our and baby. Yes. And we, re we revisited the information that's in Finders Keepers in order to do a series for this mm -hmm. podcast about creative critique partners. Just kind of take that writing critique partner thought and expand it into all creative elements. Mm -hmm. So um, when we revisited that, we also found that, hey, it all still applies. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's an evergreen type book. And these are things that, you know, touch a lot of different areas. But so if you want to go take a look at that episode series, or maybe even the book, we'll put the link to the series Maybe the first episode of the series would yeah. be good. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, so like the first episode of the series and also the link for the book if you decide that you want to know more. Yeah. So here it is all in practice. There you go. Okay. Should all we, right. let's start the yes. workshop? let's start. Let's so, do it. So May is going to start off by reading us what she has. Yes. So this is what Joy has critiqued for me. This is called Someone Else's Surprise. It was like walking into a room and seeing a dead body strewn on the floor. The small cardboard box had black scuffs and smudges. It had traveled far, maybe even beyond the grave. My eyes skimmed the hard lines before resting on the label's handwriting. Long, thin strokes, close proximity, slightly slanted, deliberate effort, because when you were in your 20s, your right arm had almost been cut off. And the older you got, the less you liked to write. I knew they were words, but I couldn't read them. An emotion leapt from my knees to my eyes and numbed the top of my head, of all things. Whatever the emotion, it blocked my brain from understanding what I saw. It played on my naivety, too, tricking me into thinking that you planned this alongside your death. That you thought of how this would rip me apart and had made a way to stitch me back together. 
the package was just three years too late. I thought I'd come so far. The effort of dealing with you, all these years around your mound of dead dirt soiled my shoes, only got me to mile marker one. I didn't know I'd been waiting for a comment from you. You liked last words. Silly girl, I told myself, you are still broken. Whose is this? Shock shifted my voice and the young college students who had never been hastily, hazardously stitched together this way and expected to live stood frozen and scared of this man-made creature they had no label for. A student worker's dad sent him a package, a brave soul said. Isn't that nice? My eyes didn't clear so I took her at her word. The package was someone else's surprise, not a message from the dead. My lips parted. I don't think they quite made it to a smile. Excuse me for so many things. In the bathroom stall, all the flesh colored thread I used to hem me inside my skin disintegrated. I will entertain one more time. Rays of sun spotlighted the main event for you. Frankenstein's monster crumpled piece by piece on the yellow tile floor. And that's the end. <laughs> Her poetry is just so rich and deep and emotional. Like you, you just get those emotions out there um, in a way that makes your reader actually feel them as they're reading through. And that's one of the things I love about your poetry. Well, thank you. Oh, yes. So, all right. So not a lot of have. laughter. Let me just, let, yeah. <laughs> so there's not a lot of laughter in that poem, but it is the one that I wrote today. It is the mm -hmm. one that I needed critiqued. Mm -hmm. And so Joy graciously complied. Well, and, and maybe we should have said this at the beginning, but your book is, yeah. grief is the theme through this book. Yes, and how we deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, and this particularly was about how um, we can relapse into grief and how grief is not just a straight line and you, it's not a disease to get over. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a disease to cure. It's something that's going to become a part of you and it's going to be something that comes back. And even sometimes in surprising ways, like a package that isn't yours on your work desk. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, typically, you know, with critiques, um, if you're doing something more prose, there might be like a kind of general overall uh, comments or, you know, big picture items about you know, something like character arc or something like that. So, and that's more in, you know, prose. With poetry, I love the fact that we're here together because I really kind of prefer this mm -hmm. with poetry because it's so much easier to go through line by line. And with poetry, I'm not going to maybe make such a um, line in the sand suggestion as I would with prose like with prose it's a little bit easier where it's like uh you need to lose this and do this mm. um not all the time but sometimes with poetry it's so much more subjective so some of the things that I'm going to go through with May are going to be things that I'm we're going to chat about yes you know because I want to know okay what was your intent with this and that kind of thing mm -hmm. so just a little bit of how poetry critique is going to definitely be different from like a prose critique. Yeah. I would definitely say there are more questions than comments on a poetry yeah. critique. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And this is just beneficial because I can get the answers right here and then mm -hmm. we can bounce back and forth until she has what she decides is the best thing to do. Yes. So, and at the end of this, after the after Joy finishes with this, we're going to take a break. I'm going to make some edits and then we'll come back at the end with a final draft. Yay! Yeah? Love. Okay. All right, so satisfying. So, <laughs> all right, I, uh, I've i already gushed, so I'm not gonna gush anymore. I'll gush more later. That's fine. But let's, <laughs> let's start out the very first line. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like maybe having a line after 
okay. and just leaving that because it's such a strong and we talked about this earlier her yeah. first line is such a strong line um, just having that little bit of separation I know you guys can't see this but um, having a little space between that and the next sentence just to kind of set that yeah. apart now do you think it needs to be like a, a white space or do you think it needs a line in it like words in addition to when you say an, a line. Oh, yeah, no. I just mean a space in between, just like you okay, have like a there, physical white space. space. Okay. Yeah, that's, right. that's what I was thinking. Okay. So, um, then when we get down here to, all right, the small cardboard box had black scuffs and smudges. It had traveled far, maybe even beyond the grave. I wonder if that's a little too on the nose, mm, but maybe okay. beyond, even beyond the grave. Gotcha. So, that could... Be something to think through yeah um yeah and if i have thoughts you know we can always come back yeah. to and it. we'll I'm see what sure. other changes need to be made too yeah and see if we maybe move that i don't want to i don't want to delete it just yet i just want right. to see i highlighted it i highlighted that line mm -hmm. to revisit as we go through yeah okay because you know not always am i going to have like a specific suggestion for something so mm -hmm. Um, and also there will be something a little further down that this could fit with. Yeah. And the thing about poetry too is that it's not just the words. It's not just the stanzas. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is about the white space that is around it. It's the visual look of the poem as well. So I love that Joy is giving me notes on the visual look too. Yeah. Okay. The visual look. The visual look. The visual. There's only one. There's only one way to look, and it is visually, I suppose. But um, <laughs> we are emphasizing this, people. But on the page, like on the page, how the poem looks on the page is a part of the poem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Presentation sure. key. Yes. Okay. So I had a question. What mm -hmm. did you mean by my eyes skimmed the hard lines? What mm -hmm. hard lines are we talking about? The hard lines of the cardboard box. Okay. That's what I thought, but mm -hmm. I wasn't really sure. And I wanted to ask you. So that's, that could be a little unclear, maybe. I don't okay. know, but I also don't know what. I'm going to highlight that. Yeah. Too. And we can come back to that. Yes. Um, once again, I think maybe an extra little white space before you get to um, where she has long thin strokes then she goes to the next line close proximity each one no okay just that right there okay. slightly slanted deliberate effort because when you were in your 20s I love that and so separating that out mm -hmm. I think would be really good okay. just to give a little added punch to those um, that almost like a bullet list kind yeah. of thing all right, um, let's see, head, where now, was that? I could tab these in, or... I think that that would be kind of cool. You could probably do... Oops. Well, there are a number of things that you could do. I could actually put a bullet it. point there. You could. Though, my eyes skimmed the hard lines before resting. Okay, so they're resting on the handwriting. You could also do commas after each thing. Instead um, of this? Instead of tabs? Possibly. We're talking about the presentation, folks. Yeah. Poetry is about presentation as well. And sometimes, like, seeing it done like different ways. And then, well, and you well we don't do need one there. there. Yeah. Well, and another thing too, I'm wondering is I'm going to have to go back and look at capitalizations and stuff because there is mm -hmm. an automatic capitalization on my word processor right now. That's so true. I'm kind of liking the lowercase situation because it's not a complete sentence. It's whenever I'm processing this information, I'm not processing it clearly. Like I'm processing right. it in segments of what like almost... Well, it's trauma, you know, it's like. Yeah. It's it's not complete thoughts because mm -hmm. in the moment you're not capable of complete thoughts. Exactly. So these short, yeah. lower case mm -hmm. phrases are important, I think. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And also, I think you can tell here too, because the only thing that is explained um, is a memory of the person who's passed. 
So I think that you can maybe see that she wants it to be from him. Yes, definitely. That certainly comes through. Okay. Yeah. I think you did a good job of that, of, you know, it starts out with such a punch of a line, mm -hmm. and then you get into this, a small cardboard box, like how, mm -hmm. on a desk, like how, that's kind of an everyday item. And now we're coming back to that punch and we're realizing, you know, the depth yeah. meant in this. So going back to hard lines, since that was a thing, so you were just talking about um, a small cardboard box on a desk. Maybe my eyes skimmed the desk before resting on the label's handwriting or my mm -hmm. eyes skimmed the room because, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I think the room. The room? Yeah, because you're you're looking for a person to make sense of this. Yeah, that's true. Do you know don't you yeah. think you're making you're trying to make sense of it all and the only thing that you can find is is a handwriting that looks familiar on a label. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that could work really well there. Okay. Okay. I'm going to keep it highlighted, but we'll mm -hmm. we can Make okay. sure that that fits later. Okay. Cool. I like it. All right. So now skipping down here, mm -hmm. I love how she says, an emotion leapt from my knees to my eyes and numbed the top of my head of all things. I love that. And I, I mentioned that to her earlier today, that it that's one of those weird feelings that if you've had that feeling before, as you read that, you're going to have that feeling. Mm -hmm. And I love when that comes into one of her poems. So I'm thinking that maybe you need a comma after head because numbed the top of my head of all things. You have that pause there. Yeah, and it's it's not a part of the sentence. It's it's a oh, it's like a it's like a dependent, an aside. Independent clause. Yeah, an aside like a dependent yeah. clause kind of thing where it needs to be separated. Yeah. Yes, I like aside. That's very Yes. Nice. It's an aside because it's mm -hmm. like you're you're you, you have this feeling then you're like of all things like you know, yeah. makes no sense so tell me this um I, would you since that is such a strong thing would you maybe move those two lines in front of i knew they were words but i couldn't read them so it goes from the older you got the less you like to write mm. an emotion leapt from my knees to my yes i think you're right okay good good thought Okay. There. Yes. Yes. That's a better flow. I, I agree. agree. I agree with huh. you there. Good job. Ooh. All right. Teamwork. Okay. What you got next? So next. All right. Now, just hear me out and see what you think about this. Okay. Okay. I have to find it. That. All right. That you thought of how. There's too much stitching. So if you can help oh. me with that too. Okay. All well, right. I don't know. We'll get to that in a I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. okay. It's All not right. good to interrupt your critique partner. So. <laughs> oh yes, thinking out loud is what we do. All right. So we have it played on my na naivety too, tricking me into thinking that you planned this alongside your death. That you thought of how that would rip. Mm, yeah. And had made a way and had made this way to stitch me back together. Yes. Yes. Okay, so you yes. had planned this alongside your death that you thought of how that mm -hmm. would rip me apart, talking back to the death part, mm -hmm. and had made this way to stitch me back together. Now, we do have those two that's kind of close together, so might need to kind of rethink a little bit. Okay, let's see, this, that, and which one? So you have that, okay. and, oh, you've got three that's, so, mm. yeah, okay. Tricking me into thinking, well, you, know, we don't need you don't this need one. that one. Yeah, that one yep. goes. Boom. Yeah. Little editor tip for you guys, mm -hmm. you don't always need that. In fact, <laughs> quite a few times you don't, but make sure you read it out loud so that you don't delete one that you really do need. Yes. Tip. All so right. If you can read a sentence, take out the that, and it still makes sense, mm -hmm. then it goes. Yes. Always. All right. Into thinking you planned this alongside your death, that you thought of how that would rip me apart. Okay. Okay. What about this one? Do a semicolon yeah. instead of the comma and get rid of that that. 
see what I did there. Let's see. Tricking me into thinking you planned this alongside your death. You thought of how that would rip me apart. You made this way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that works. Yes. And I do like the semicolon instead of a period too, because these two things are so close together. I want to connect them. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. They okay. need to stay together. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I like that. Two and then bumps. do you think this needs to be its own line? Yes. Actually, that was my next thing. Okay. Yep. Great. I think, um, yes, for sure. A break. Okay. All right. I noticed, let's see, three years when you read it, you read the package was just three years too late. Okay. Do you want that too in there? I do. Okay. Do you? I think that's good. Okay. <laughs> All right. I made a note as you were reading. I was like, oh, oh, oh. oh there so it is. That in there. there All it right. Is. All right. Now, this is just a question and this might be a ponder okay. kind of situation. Shoes. I'm wondering if there could be something more specific, but I don't. It's already wordy, so you don't want to add any more than one word. Like, okay. Like, it still needs to just be a, a single word if you change it, but I'm just wondering if if you make shoes something more specific, we're going okay. to see it more clearly. Um, the hem of my black dress. No. Yeah, you could. It's just making it more wordy. It is, but let's you see if we can take out some of those words. And oh, also, me black dress, me hearty. I <laughs> Did you just make a pirate joke about my dad's funeral? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Look, so insensitive. Insert some humor. <laughs> You're the one who wrote a pirate. I'm the one who wrote like a pirate. <laughs> Literally, that's what you had to say. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. <laughs> it is true. Okay. Okay. So this inner this when I was reading this, it felt clunky and yes. weird. And you had trouble reading it. I so. did have trouble reading it. So maybe there's not a inner interruption to the sentence. Maybe I take that out. And we get to here. Maybe it should be up here if you're going to put it somewhere. Maybe, let's see. So far, all, okay. I thought I'd come so far all these years after your mound of dead dirt soiled the hem of my black dress. The effort of dealing with you only got me to mall marker one. Yeah. Yeah, does uh -huh. that work? Now, that's not a complete sentence, though I don't know that it necessarily has to be. Let's see what we oh, got. Oh, you put those together. Okay, let's see. I thought I'd come So far, all these years after. I like that image. That soiled mm -hmm. the hem of my black dress. I like that yeah. image. Do you know, do I should be maybe in all these years? There's something not right there. Okay. I thought I'd come so far after all these years. Mm. Maybe? Yes, and take that after out. After all these years, your mound of dead dirt. Oh, hold on. After all the years. Er, er, no, no, no. This, oh. this is, this uh, modifies the time period. Right. So, um, I thought I'd come so far after all these years since, I'm wondering if, there, yes, if there's a since, yes. maybe? Since, since your mound now. of dead dirt soiled the hem of my black dress. And then I'm wondering too, come so far, if we even need this line, mm. that we might be able to, to, cancel out the effort of dealing with you yes and we get right to that punch of i didn't know i'd been waiting so, yeah so i thought i'd come so far after all these years since i want to i almost want to break it there after since oh, yeah. 
sent your mound of dead dirt soil the hem of of me black me black dress oh my okay. gosh i did i did write like a pirate she did. that's what i said oh thought yes what about breaking and putting scents down there because i want to make sure that this flows Okay. So after, I don't want this to feel like a sentence break. I want the reader to know that the sentence is continuing down gotcha. here and that this is a punch. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I like that. Okay. All right. So my next thought for you was on the next line. Okay. I didn't know I'd been waiting for a comment from you. And then your next line was you liked last words. So instead of waiting for a comment, I'm wondering about, I didn't know I'd been waiting for closing remarks from you oh what about what about a signpost a signpost or a postscript isn't that a ps oh postscript yes yes what do, you, do you like that that could work yes because and that fits better with the written versus I mean it's uh -huh. not something spoken. That's so. something that you'd see on a letter. Might need to check and see if that's one word or two. I can look that up for okay. you later. Here, I'll highlight it just to make sure that we don't forget. Okay, I like that. Mm -hmm. Very good. And then you liked last words. So yeah. that's even after the signature, like mm -hmm. the with love. Yep. And then P.S. Yep. That's so. perfect. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up because oh. I didn't like that word either and I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Very good. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So I have, and to, to tell y'all what I'm going to be talking about so that you can't see it. Mm -hmm. So she has the line where it's silly girl. I told myself you are still broken and that's italicized because it's a thought. Mm -hmm. Well, now she has a few spoken words and she has those italicized as well. I'm thinking since you have the thought, I think mm -hmm. that you need to make the spoken words in quotation marks. Okay, let's give it a look. Okay. Good. Who's this? That way, and especially mm -hmm. since you're coming directly from a thought to something that's spoken, it could be a little confusing, and it takes a minute to figure out what's going on. I agree. And I was reading something. Oh, it was, excuse me. That was weird. So let's, we'll address that when we get there. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you'll do the same with what mm -hmm. the people in the office said. Yes. Oh, other way. Oh, yes. That period just didn't want to stay in there, did it? And then, yeah. yeah. Perfect. That way there's no confusion, confusion, confusion. Anyway. Confucius? Confucius. Say, Confucius would say. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then excuse me would be as well because mm -hmm. you did actually say that out loud. Now tell me this because poetry, I think poetry is meant to be read out loud. I agree. And when I was reading that, I felt like there was a disconnect there in the meaning because excuse me is something that I said out loud. Mm -hmm. And then for so many things is a thought. So, right. So I can, I think I can identify that written, but I do, I need some sort of tagline there so that when it's verbalized, or do I just make sure that I say, I, I don't think they quite made it to a smile. Excuse me for so many things. Yeah, there just needs to be a beat there. So instead of, like, I don't know that I would italicize it because, well, I would, though, maybe separate and put a break there. Oh, okay. What about, because it's not complete, either an ellipsis or one of them doodads that does this. Oops. Oh, an M dash? Yes. I have to think because it's not as like I'm not through because the thought continues yeah and then would that be lowercase I did not bring my Chicago manual with me I wanted to look I would okay. look something up typically well I will highlight um, that but you don't think there needs to be a tag I don't think so I think if you add a punctuation and I think that m dash would be correct for you there all right voice 
and where is that? Hmm. Hmm? Voice and voice and is it no? I don't think We're I said voice. Maybe it was back up here. Oh, that's right because we just did. I I skipped ahead looking at the um. Oh, up here quotation marks instead my of italics. Okay. Yes. Okay, you need my voice, comma, and the young college students who had never. Yes. So, do we like this without a tag? Instead of a tag, I have shock shifted my voice and the young college students. And does this need an M dash? Who had never been hastily, hazardously stitched together this way and expected to live, M dash, stood frozen. Okay, yes, okay. Yeah, we'll get there. You could actually maybe just have whose is this by itself because nobody else has spoken yet yeah no one else has spoken and you said it and now having that break would give you that shock shifted my voice mm -hmm. um just a thought or even or could i do this like put a period here and then move this down. That actually might be better. Okay, so okay. let me look at what I was gonna suggest for this. First of all, you do not need the comma after hazardless, hazardously. Okay, after it, not before it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, hazardously shifted, stitched, I'm sorry, hazardously stitched together. All right. Instead of, just hear me out and see what you think. Mm-hmm hazardlessly uh, stitched together and expected to live as I had. Okay, so take out this way. Okay. And expected to live. And you could even put this in parentheses as I had been. Because I, I knew uh -huh. what you were meaning here but I didn't think it was completely clear that you're comparing them mm -hmm. to you and how they haven't faced a grief like you have. Yes. Tell me this. I like this edition. So first of all, let me say I like this edition. But I'm wondering if, if it shouldn't be more than just me because there are so many people who have... Hmm. Graduated is the wrong word, but have, has transcended maybe even to this level of grief beyond just me. Yeah. So is there something that's like hazardously stitched together and expected to live as so many of us or... As those on higher planes of grief or something like that. I mean, I know we're just making it a little bit more wordy, wordy, but I'm I'm thinking we're gonna end up needing to maybe yeah. cut this in some kind of way too. Yes. Um I just wanna kinda make a separation between the oh. adults and the you know, or the not even adults because young people can go through this too. It's right. Um, I think maybe instead of having this as a clause, the young college students had never been hastily, hazardly stitched together and expected to something, period. They stood frozen and scared of this. Mm -hmm. I think having a break there, so getting rid of the who okay. and making this two sentences okay. would be one thing that we could do. To help with the wordiness. Yes. And I like that it's, it's more direct, I think, too. Mm -hmm. um, this that's word. Still, yeah, that's still not right. Yeah. But. This word right here. Um, there is an. There's oh, inter, the word entertain that comes mm -hmm. down here. I wonder if we use perform. Expected to perform. Yeah, that would be good. If that would. Because that's more of a societal form. Um, and you could almost do like a comma grief buried deep or yeah. something about. So the maybe grief it's not about. Be... Yeah, maybe it's not about the people. Maybe it's about the 
Yeah, okay. The young college student had never, the young college students had never been hastily, hazardously stitched together and expected to perform um, anyway. Mm. I mean, it could be as simple as that, or we could go bigger. And they stood? Yeah. Well, have you said anything? Like, have you actually used the word grief or? No, I haven't. Um, um, and that may not be the right word, but I'm wondering if we can use a more specific word like that mm -hmm. there. Well, we talk about an unnamed emotion. Mm. And this is more than grief. It's different than grief because this is, I don't even know what it was. Which section is this in? Relapse. Okay. And so this is, you know, really looking at the fact that grief is going to come and that. rise up at any point. And, and that's yeah. the point of this, that it could be something as simple as a cardboard box on a desk that yes. raises this again and punches you in the gut when you're least expecting it. Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to name that. I'm thinking perhaps. Had never been maybe here is where we need to say it. You know what I mean? Mm. The young college student had never been and that's twice that you've read it singular. You have it written as plural. Do you want it as singular? Student instead of students? No, there were more than one. Okay. And only one of them spoke up. So, a little biographical, I guess. Yeah. The young college students had never been something by grief. Never been undone. That could work. Had never been undone by grief. Let me put, I'm going to highlight that. You could put surprised by grief. Oh, and that is also in the title. It's a switch from, it's a twist on surprised by joy, mm. which is C.S. Lewis's book um, uh -huh. about the death and grieving for his wife. Yes. Oh, that was, oh. Yeah, that was a. <laughs> um, stunned is also another word. Mm. Because I'm, I don't want this to get confused with someone else's surprise or I might need to change the title. Oh, yeah. Maybe have never been stunned by grief, have never hastily, hazardously stitched themselves back together. It's an ex, you know, maybe, maybe that. Yeah. I don't know. No, because the grief is something that's in the past. And so that's more, it's more of like a revisit of the trauma of grief. That's the emotion, I think, that's here. Okay. Well, you could even say that. Had never been revisited, revisited by the ghost of grief past. That might be a little too cheesy. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> <laughs> revisited by... I'm just going to write it as I said it, and then we can make it pretty. Yeah. Visited by the trauma of grief. Mm. And then... Hastily, hazardously uh, stitched back yeah. together. Not normally. That's not the right word, but that's, I need yeah. a, I need something better. I need something better than that. Um, hastily, hazardously stitched back together and expected to perform. Um, could, maybe we could even go back to enter, the entertainment thought. So, expected to perform.
naturally to perform naturally not in public naturally I don't mind naturally I'm gonna write it down and it's also the picture of doing this as if nothing were wrong like, yes it's a picture of perform in societal expectations yes uninhibited in a way mm -hmm. I'm going to highlight that too. Come back to it. Yeah. Okay. I think that section is going to need just a little bit more fine tuning. One more loop. Yeah. Okay. Did you have any more notes about that? Um, no, I don't think I did on that section. Okay. They had no label. Let's see. Where is that? Ah, uh -huh. they stood frozen and scared of this man-made creature they had no label and you read it for uh -huh. they had no label for and that's what you meant i wasn't yeah. entirely sure so but there mm -hmm. was another thing that perhaps they had no could we um, make that two sentences i'm wondering if that whole thing is so wordy that we might need to they stood frozen and scared they had no label for this man-made creature yes and i was also going to suggest mm -hmm. that you even add just to make it clear that this man-made creature they're they're talking about is you so that's mm -hmm. bringing it back to you um i had become or i transformed mutation creature that croaked before them or that like mm -hmm. how would your voice have sounded when you asked that they had none they had no label uh main creature Um, that's not the right word. No. Um, yeah, but they had no labor for this man-made creature. Or if you're going to use the naturally thing, you could have it as a thing in this unnatural man-made creature. Um, or have something about it, you know, standing unnaturally or standing mm -hmm. like, and that maybe you wouldn't use that word exactly. Mm-hmm. But whatever, that way it brings us back to the beginning of this where we're reminded that you said something. You had a question. Mm, I like that. And now we're going to get the answer. And this shifted my voice. And how did it shift my voice? How did the shock shift my voice? Insert here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now... Just highlight that and move on. That works. Okay. All right. Now, you've got the word dead or death quite a few times. Okay. So when we came down here, not a message from the dead, I thought instead not a message from the grave. Now, mm -hmm. as you were reading, I noticed you did use the word grave up there. And that was mm -hmm. that place that I think you might be uh, going back to look at again anyway. Maybe um, even beyond the grave, okay. So if you change that or take that out, then that might be perfect because okay. you've got dead and death several times. I didn't count exactly, but... Okay, so I need to control F, some dead and death. Apple F? A Apple F control is the same thing. The same thing. She's in Oh, there is a control on here. What do you use the control for on a Mac? Nothing that I use on a very common basis. So, I don't know. <laughs> if you guys know what the control is used for on a Mac, we'd like to know. I don't use it on a daily basis, I can tell you that. So, it's not must not be that important. Okay, let's move on. 51 minutes into the thing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Okay. I so, didn't think it was going to take this long. My bad. No, no, no. All right. Dead and grave. Okay. I had, oh, you needed to add, I had used, I used, where is this? I had used. I think ah, you need yes. to add that in. Yes, I agree. Okay. All right. And then to him, now when you read it, it made sense. Okay. But reading this I wasn't really sure what I was reading. Ah, gotcha. All the flesh-colored thread I had used to hem me inside my 
to him to him me inside my skin disintegrated yeah okay in the bathroom stall all the flesh colored thread disintegrated i had known okay i see what you're saying now i had used to you're basically saying to keep me inside my skin mm -hmm. but the i think the word him is the issue there. okay and i know why you're using that because it's a sewing term it is. and it makes sense with the thread and the stitching and such right but it's not good and that's okay i need to know yeah so it's okay i'm gonna highlight that section and find a way to condense it into yeah. something where maybe even oh, I can still use it. Could you just say all the flesh colored thread I had used to hem my skin disintegrated and just leave out the me inside? To hem my skin. Potentially. Because when you hem a garment, mm -hmm. you were, you're simply tucking the bottom. Mm-hmm. So you would be hemming your skin. Yes, but also whenever they use hem in the Bible and Psalms, it means to, like when when oh, when it says like when you're hemming me in, it's like mm -hmm. the person's on the inside and you are covered on all four sides and you're safe. So yeah. it's like a a false sense of security, and that's one reason why I used the me inside. You know, it's kind of a play on the word him. Right. Okay. I was just wondering if maybe there was yeah. confine. But, but I wanted that but, security, yeah, because... the false sense of security. Because who would have thought that the thread could just disintegrate? You know, like I've, I've patched myself, you know. But I'll definitely think about that and see if there's a better way that okay. I can present that that will make it more understandable to you and to whoever reads it. One other word, potentially, and I know it's mm -hmm. that's getting away from the edge. That's okay. Just a thought. Edge for what? Um, instead of him to okay. edge. Anyway, okay. probably not because I know I know why you're wanting to keep the hem part. Yes, and it's okay. I'll yeah. fig I'll figure something out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then we have. Down here, rays mm. of sun spotlighted. What if you did my main event for you instead of just the main event? So it's yeah. clear that like this is something that I'm having to do. Yeah, and I'm hoping too that this kind of shows that it was not a very, um, it wasn't a perfect relationship mm -hmm. too. Like Once she's again, coming, yeah, yeah. Like this is, myself. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then I wondered if you really wanted to use crumbled instead of crumpled. Because crumple, I'm seeing a piece of paper being balled up. Okay. Crumble, I'm seeing something fall apart. And see, and crumble for me is a piece of, I'm crumbling up a piece of paper. Hmm. And crumple kind of means like falling in a pile on the floor, but I could, I could be wrong. Okay, so crumble, to break into small pieces, to fall into small pieces, to break mm, down completely. Yeah, you're okay, right. Okay, now let's look. That's, that's the B. That's the B. Okay. Yeah, now let's look, look up at crumble, crumple and see what. To press, bend, or crush out of shape, to rumple, to cause, to collapse. Okay. But it's not into pieces. To become crumpled. To become a crumpled. Wrinkle, a wrinkle or crease made by crumpling. And that's the noun for it, but the verb to mm -hmm. press, bend, or crush out of shape. Okay, so I'm going to use the B. I think that that would be better. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I guess and one final thought. This is the last thing. Uh huh. I found myself needing one final something yeah and okay. i don't know i don't know what that was mm -hmm. i just added a line haha -ha. i okay. just added a line it's not what i want but i also found myself wanting something wanting, when, whenever i was yeah. reading it and um so frankenstein's monster crumbled piece by piece onto the yellow tiled floor 
um, and then and when you read that you said on two instead of on do you want on two I did say I think that. that that's an interesting and this is something that she mm -hmm. does and I do too with my own writing even prose like if you read it out loud you might notice things that you wouldn't otherwise mm -hmm. if you were just reading scanning the page yes um, and especially in poetry like reading it out loud sometimes words get tossed in there mm -hmm. that you're like ah, yes I wanted that that needs to be there yes um yes there needs to be a last line okay okay is there uh, anything else that's it okay so we're gonna take a break a little time out if you will and I'm gonna revise this and we'll come back and close this out with a new reading and maybe a QWERTY challenge. We'll see oh, what we can do. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right, see you in a few minutes. Okay. Bye. Well, well, you, we're just you're, gonna, yeah. yeah, you're gonna be like very soon. We'll be a little while. <laughs> okay, no clarification needed. Bye. And we're back. Hi. <laughs> Did you have a good break? We have been working. Mm, that's true. Yes. Mm -hmm, very much so. Mm -hmm. And thanks to Joy's Critique, I have a better poem. Yay! I still have to, I think I'm going to redo the title, but mm. that can come later because it's quite late. But I have edited, based off of the critiques, the poem to be something I'm quite proud of. Yeah? Yay! Good. So, was there anything that we needed to do before we read? I don't think so. I think while while we were on break over here, <laughs> um, May was working really hard on all of the edits, and then we did do some more back and forth, some brainstorm together. Um, clarification. She asked for clarification. She asked me to listen to a couple of the things, um, and just kind of had a little bit more back and forth banter. So yes. Yeah. So it is really cool that we are able to do this in a room together. Mm -hmm. uh, if we weren't in the room together, we could send emails to each other. We could call each other on the phone. We could even potentially do a Skype or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, um, and we've and, done that before. Yes, we yeah. have, uh, especially when we've been on deadline. Mm -hmm. If we're not on deadline, we can wait a little bit longer. But there is something really, really magical about finishing, mm -hmm. particularly a poem, a poem yeah. in one sitting. And, um, and that comes along with the critique, I think. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and read the end result. And you guys can see how critiquing can help your poetry as well as your prose. And so here we go. It was like walking into a room and seeing a dead body strewn on the floor. The small cardboard box had black scuffs and smudges. It had traveled far. My eyes skimmed the room before resting on the label's handwriting. Long, thin strokes, close proximity, lightly slanted, deliberate effort. Because when you were in your 20s, your right arm had almost been cut off. And the older you got, the less you liked to write. An emotion leapt from my knees to my eyes and numbed the top of my head of all things. I knew they were words, but I couldn't read them. Whatever the emotion, it blocked my brain from understanding what I saw. It played on my naivety too, tricking me into thinking you planned this alongside your death. You thought of how that would rip me apart and had made this way to stitch me back together. The package was just three years too late. I thought I'd come so far since your mound of dead dirt soiled the hem of my black dress. I didn't know I'd been waiting for a postscript from you. You liked last words. Silly girl, I told myself. You're still broken. Whose is this? Shock mangled my voice. A student worker's dad sent him a package, a brave soul said. Isn't that nice? My eyes didn't clear, so I took her at her word. The young college students had never been revisited by the trauma of grief, never had to hastily, hazardously stitch back together to perform another's expectations. 
They stood frozen and scared. They had no label for the man-made creature I had become clutching at her rupturing seams. The package was someone else's surprise, not a message from beyond the grave. My lips parted. I don't think they quite made it to a smile. Excuse me for so many things. In the bathroom stall, I watched the even stitches hemming me in disintegrate. It had taken so long to match the threads to my uneven skin tone. Why didn't I notice the dry rot before? In seconds, they became dust motes suspended in sun rays. Frankenstein's monster crumbled piece by piece onto the yellow tile floor, undone once more. The end. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Very good. <laughs> very, very good. good. Thank you. So you can see the transformation is much more mature. It's a more um, streamlined, uh, smooth piece, I think, mm -hmm. now than it was from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, there were some very choice words. They were, <laughs> and it's so funny because in poetry, you can spend a long time on a word trying to find the proper one. Uh, so I think that this is much more, it's much closer to the vision, the theme that I had in mind when I started writing this and I wanted to express a particular emotion that I don't have a name for. So, <laughs> so thank you, Joy, for helping me make it what it is. It's so good. So, so good. Yay. Okay. All right. So anything else on this? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Do you have so, anything else to say about critiquing? Um, I don't think so. I hope that you guys have seen how helpful this can be and how mm. great it is for both people. Um, the critiquer and the critique. I don't know. <laughs> that's not even. Whatever. It's late and I'm tired. But. <laughs> so I have a question yes. for you. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us if there's anything that you learned from this experience? Because I've gained mm -hmm. so much. I think it's very obvious what I've gained. But how about you on your end as the person who had to perform the critique? Um, for sure. I think one of the biggest things, and especially with poetry, is understanding the author's intent. You know, when you're when you're just the reader, you may not know that and you may never know the actual intent of the author. But as the critiquer, that's something that you do need to know a lot of times. I'm not gonna say across the board, but in our case, I think that it was very important for me to understand what you were trying to say mm -hmm. and the effect you wanted to make. And that helped me give you some suggestions to help you achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. um, so I think just understanding the, the thoughts behind and the heart behind poetry and also thinking through different ways to say things um, I think with this one, a big thing that we, we talked a lot about was the whole metaphor thing mm -hmm. with Frankenstein's monster and not wanting it to be so in your face, mm -hmm. wanting it to be a little bit more subtle and then maybe one in your face punch there at the end. Um, so yeah, I, I think those are some of the things that I've learned through it. Yeah. So for you um, and your writing, because Joy does some poetry, but she doesn't do a ton of poetry writing. But how do you think that critiquing poetry can translate into your prose? Well, with poetry, it's, you know, definitely analyzing every single word and making sure that you have the exact right word. And I think that that's something that sometimes can be overlooked when you're writing prose. Mm -hmm. And yet it is super important in prose as well. Yeah. So having that mindset and being just mindful of that, of every word. Also, whenever we had to look something up or looking for synonyms or whatever, like I'm tucking that in my memory banks, like postscript is definitely one word, you know? <laughs> and we look it up on um, Merriam-Webster because that's the dictionary that is of choice for Chicago Manual of Style. So if you're in the publishing industry, yeah. 
that is the style book. Um, so Merriam-Webster, that's your go-to dictionary. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just things like that. So anytime I'm editing for a client or I'm critiquing for one of my critique partners, everything that I look up for them is something that I'm tucking away that I can remember when it comes up in my own writing. Yeah. So. And I, I love that you said that critiquing poetry helps you make your prose concise. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that too, like writing poetry. Um, if, if I write prose after writing poetry, I tend to get the message out in a very, um, in a very nice package. More more, yes, yeah. a smaller package maybe yeah. is a good way to put that. But yes. Which is then stronger. Yes, I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. And I think that that's one reason why poetry is so interesting too, because it pack, it packs a big punch in a very small package. It does. Mm -hmm. Very well put. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to see what that was like on your end. Yeah. So I love I'll, that you asked me that. That's great. So you guys can see that, um, and we've talked about this before too, how we write different genres, but mm -hmm. when we critique for each other, we're learning things that are coming into our own stuff as mm -hmm. well. So yes. Yes. So Joy's gonna give us a QWERTY challenge. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right, so our QWERTY challenge for you this week is, we challenge you to send us all your critique questions regarding poetry, prose, or the creative medium of your choice. If you happen <laughs> to listen in on those episodes when we did um, you know, kind of adapting the critique process to other creative mediums and you happen to be in one of those other creative mediums and just want to ask some questions or let us know what your experiences have been. Um, we would love to hear from you. So you can drop us an email at editorial at logosandmythospress.com. That will be in the show notes. So you can look for it there or hit us up on social media. So we are on all the social places. Yes, we are. <laughs> And there's a really nice handy link that gets you to the QWERTY Writing Life author pages mm -hmm. where you can grab those socials. That's true. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Sign us off, Joy. Okay. <laughs> so you guys have a great week. And go make something. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think QWERTY Writing Life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting cordywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you. <laughs>